Hello and welcome to Lighthouse Vineyard Church. We appreciate you joining us through this podcast. If you would like to know more about us, feel free to visit us online at lighthousevineyard.church. Thank you once again for joining us and enjoy the message. Are we on now? Ooh, there we go. We're on. Okay. Well, let me pray before I get started. So God, I thank you. For your goodness, I thank you for who you are. God, I thank you that you care about the finances in our lives. You care about every, um, where every cent goes. So Lord, we pray for everything that comes in to Lighthouse Vineyard, that you would bless it. God, I pray that you would increase wisdom to us as leaders in knowing how to spend your money and where to put it. God, I pray for this message time that you would be present. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would come, that you would use, speak through me, that my word, the words that come out of my mouth wouldn't be mine, they would be yours. I am your tool this morning. Speak your truth, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. So, if you know me, even even the slightest, you know that I am a Rocky fan. I love the Rocky movies. When they started coming out, I was, it was a long time ago. I'm just kind of showing my age. The Rocky movies came out when I was a teenager and my sister took me to the first Rocky movie, and I fell in love. And I like those kind of movies. Action, hero, I like those kinds of movies. And so anyway, so I became a Rocky fan. i seen all five of them. As soon as they came out, I was there to see the movies. But how many of you know the best Rocky movie is Rocky IV? Right? Rocky IV. The best. So in, this, in, the, in Rocky IV, Apollo Creed, who is Rocky Balboa's best friend, faces a fight. This is a boxing movie, for those of you who don't know. Faces a fight against this Russian dude. I mean, this dude is solid. He is huge. He's like, he's like Superman. He's, he's just solid. And so he, so Rocky... So actually, Apollo Creed was first challenged to fight against this Russian dude. Long story short, rough fight. He got pummeled, and he ends up dying. Spoiler alert for those of you who haven't seen it. (laughs) And so Apollo Creed dies, and then Rocky takes it upon himself. I'm going to fight this dude then. So Rocky then... um, beats this Russian dude, okay? Fast forward, a couple years ago, Creed came out. Creed is the story of Apollo Creed's son who enters the boxing world. And so basically that movie is just an intro. This is Apollo Creed's son, and um, he's entering the fighting world. Then, 2018, Creed two comes on the scene. 
Creed 2, I find out, is the sequel to Rocky IV. I'm like, oh, yeah. And so I told my family, I said, we're going to watch, watch Rocky IV, and then we're going to go watch Creed 2. And so Christmas Eve, we watched Rocky IV. Christmas Day, we went to see Creed 2. Anyway, <laughs> it was fun. And so Creed 2... <laughs> Creed 2 is a story of Apollo Creed, who died in Rocky IV. His son faces the Russian son who killed his dad. Got it? So the two dads faced each other, now the two sons are facing each other. And Creed wins. He wins. Good movie. But can you imagine? Spoiler alert. Sorry. Yeah. So, <laughs> but can you imagine facing the kid of the dad who killed your dad? Can you imagine? Because the son was just as tough as his dad was. He was huge. He was hard. He was rough. He was tough. It was a rough fight. And it took an amazing amount of courage for Creed to face the guy who could kill him. A lot of courage to face that. And he did it. He pushed through his fear, and he did it. So let's transition over into the story of Joshua. I just did a study on Joshua, absolutely loved it. And, um, but before we talk about Joshua, we have to talk about Moses a little bit. Because while well, we all know Moses, he was the guy who went up on the mountain and God talked to him through a burning bush, which is pretty amazing. Imagine having God talk to you through a burning bush. And then, He's in the desert for 40 years with, with the Israelites. Moses led the people out of Egypt through the parting of the Red Sea. These are just quick snippets. And then God gives Moses the Ten Commandments. That's pretty cool. There was just miracle after miracle after miracle in the life of Moses. And through this, Joshua was his assistant. Imagine being the assistant to Moses. <laughs> That's a big, those are big shoes to fill. That's a big role to fill. So Moses dies and enter Joshua. God appoints Joshua to take the place of Moses. That's a big shoe. Joshua's job was to lead the Israelites to the promised land. And his job was to go over there, take over Canaan, and take over that territory in the promised land. That's a big job. And I can imagine he probably felt a little bit like, what did I get myself into? He was probably scared, a little intimidated. 
But with the help of God, he moved forward. So how did Joshua, excuse me, how did Joshua have the courage to obey? We're going to look at that today. We're going to read Joshua 1, verses 5 through 9. The first few verses of this chapter, God is installing Joshua into leadership. But verse 5, no one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give to them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave to you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. There are a lot of directions that you could go with this scripture, but as I was asking the Lord, what, how do I put this? message together. Um, He said, courageous obedience. Those were the words that came to me. So today's message about courageous obedience, how how are we going to be obedient with courage? What does that look like? And I've got two points for you. Courageous obedience requires getting to know our Bible. This may seem odd, (laughs) like what does courage and obedience have to do with getting to know your Bible? In verse 7 and 8, be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave to you. And then verse 8, keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night. The Bible... God's word was Joshua's source of strength. God spoke to him over and over. His word was his source of strength. So here's something to consider. So I journal a lot. It's just something I love to do. I learned how to do this years ago, and so I spent a lot of time journaling. It's my interaction with God. If someone would look at my journal, hopefully nobody looks at my journal. If someone would look at my journal, (laughs) they would know things about me that only God knows. It's a place where I share my heart. I speak my heart. I then, I just lay it all out in my journal. And then I turn around and I ask Jesus, okay, what do you have to say about that? It's my interaction with him. I speak to him, he speaks to me. It's how, it's our relationship. The Bible, in some sense, is God's journal. It's a story of how he created the world, created the universe. It's a story of how he interacted with people. He expresses emotions in the Bible. 
He expresses anger. He expresses frustration, joy, love, jealousy, grief. A lot of the things that we feel, God expresses in the Bible, and he also shows his character, which is, which is love, compassion, kindness, goodness, all the things that God is. We learn from the Bible. We learn who he is, what he does, how he speaks, how he feels through his word. Just like in my journal, all of that is in there. We get to read God's journal. That's pretty cool. And he wants to interact with us through his word. In verse 8, it says, meditate on it day and night. Don't just read it. Let it sink in. Meditate on it day and night. Keep it in front of us. We have to keep it in front of us. Read his word on a regular basis. Study it. Memorize it. Pick it apart. Grab somebody to do a Bible study with. Whether it's one-on-one or in a group, study it. Let it become a part of you. A personal story for myself. So Clint and I got married 13 and a half years ago. You still hear me? Ooh. Okay, we're on now. Okay. Um, so we became a step family. Okay? If you're part of a step family, you know some of the difficulties that go along with it. Clint and I's were, it was just hard. <laughs> it was really hard. And I, there, was, there were quite a few times when I wanted out. I wanted out because it was too hard and I didn't want to do it anymore. And I had friends who said, why are you in this? Why did you do this? You should get out. But I knew what the Bible said. I knew what God said about marriage. I knew what he said because I spent time in it. I spent time with him. I knew where in the Bible he said, don't give up. (laughs) Keep fighting. Stay in it. You made a vow. You made a promise. Stick with it. And he promised that he would be with me and give me the ability to do it. It's It's what the word says. And had I listened to my friends, I would have gone against what the Word of God says. But because I knew that I knew that I knew that what His Word said was true, I had to stay. So when we study the Bible, we get to know God. 
and we learn to love him. And then when we love him, we want to obey him. Get to know his heart. His heart is all over the Bible. It's all over. (laughs) God is love. It's all over the Bible. Get to know his heart. Your next fill-in. We can get to know God's heart when we get to know his word. Get to know the truth of who he is. Get to know his character. Courageous obedience requires pushing through your fears. In verse 9, have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Do not be afraid. Because he's with you. So God promised Joshua that he would be with him. Joshua faced battle after battle after battle. But through it all, God was with him because he promised that he would. Just in today's text alone, three times God tells Joshua to not be afraid. In verse 6, be strong and courageous. Verse 7, be strong and very courageous. Verse 9, be strong and courageous, do not be afraid. And being strong and courageous, you're putting the fear aside. In Joshua 8, verse 1, Joshua is facing the battle against Ai. Then the Lord said to Joshua, do not be afraid, do not be discouraged, take the whole army with you. And go up and attack Ai, for I have delivered into your hands the king of Ai, his people, his city, and his land. Don't be afraid, because I got your back. I've got your back. In Joshua 10, verse 8, it's the battle against the five southern Canaanite kings. The Lord said to Joshua, do not be afraid of them. I have given them into your hand. Not one of them will be able to withstand you. Don't be afraid because I've put him there. I've got your back. I mean, he just, through scripture, he says, I've got your back. Joshua 11, 6. This is a battle against the Northern Coalition. He fought and defeated the Northern Coalition. The Lord said to Joshua, do not be afraid of them because by this time tomorrow, I will hand all of them slain over to Israel. I already have a plan. (laughs) In God's mind, it was done. He was all over it. He was ready for it. And Joshua had all these people that really weren't prepared to fight. They were young boys and men who really didn't have a lot of experience in fighting. And he had to take these guys into battle. They needed God. (laughs) 
They needed God on their side. And it took incredible, incredible amount of courage for them to face these big armies that were up against them. And I'm guessing, so why did God have to remind Joshua to not be afraid? Be strong and courageous, do not be afraid. So many times he said that to Joshua. I'm guessing he was a bit nervous, (laughs) intimidated by these armies that were prepared for them, coming at them. That'd be scary. So can you think of a time when you had to face your fear? Back in 2012, Clint and I went on vacation to Mexico with some friends. And um, it was a great trip. In the middle of the trip, they said, we're going to go zip lining. I don't like heights. I don't like heights. And... So they decided we're going to go ziplining. I hadn't been ziplining up in the mountains before. And I said, okay, let's do this. And we, um, we hiked up to the first one and put this contraption on the harness, put all that on me. And I fell in love with ziplining. It's one of my favorite things to do. It's so freeing. It's one of my favorite things in the world. But had I not pushed through the fear, had I not said, okay, let's do this, I wouldn't have learned the joy of ziplining, the freedom of ziplining. So what are you afraid of? What has God called you to that seems a bit scary? I'm not sure that I'm qualified for this. You feel inadequate. So many of us have a fear of failing, a fear of rejection, a fear of change. I don't like change. had a lot of change in my life. Some of us have a fear of people, what people are going to think of us. Fear of getting hurt. Some of us might need to lead a Bible study, lead a group, lead a team, but you're afraid of doing it because you have a fear of failure. I have felt all of these. (laughs) I still feel a lot, all of these, depending on the situation. Some of us might need to change friends. You're in a new relationship with Jesus, and he might want you to change friends. Because you've hung out with friends who aren't a good influence on you. But what are they going to say if I'm not their friend anymore? What are they going to say if we don't hang out with them anymore? It's scary. And making new friends is hard. 
It can be scary. Fear can be paralyzing. It can just stop us from doing what we're supposed to be doing. It stopped me in my tracks before, and I just said, uh, not going to go there. It's too scary. Being courageously obedient requires us to face our fear, and it requires faith. So what is faith? Faith is complete trust and confidence in someone or something. When I went ziplining and I, <laughs> I had the harness on me, I got clipped in, it still took a lot of faith for me to go on that zipline. I had to have faith in that contraption on me to hold me in place and to keep me from falling down into the gully. That took faith. I had to trust the harness. I had to trust the person that was helping me get on there. We talked about spending time reading our Bibles, getting to know God through his word. Do you know God well enough to trust him? Do you know him well enough to trust him that he's got your back? Do we spend time, do we spend enough time in the Bible to get to know him? Because that's what it requires. So many times we, we want him to take away our fear. <laughs> Please, God, take away the fear. Sometimes he wants us to go through the fear. Your next feeling, God desires that we trust him enough to step out in the midst of fear. Sometimes we just simply need to face it and push through it. So in 2019... There may be situations for you to push through. God may ask you to do some things that are scary, that are hard, that are challenging. In a couple weeks, I'm going to be speaking at a women's event, and I asked God, so what, what do you want me to share? And he said, tell your story. Like all of it. Tell all of your story. And I said, are you sure? Because <laughs> there are parts of my story that aren't pretty. And he said, yes. It's scary. Because what are these ladies going to think of me? A lot of them will know me, but they don't know my story. 
Are they still going to like me <laughs> if they know my story? And I know there's other things that God is calling me to this year that I'm a little scared of. But am I going to push through the fear? Am I going to trust him enough to push through it? And it's going to mean spending a lot of time in the word. Hanging on to who he is and the fact that he loves me enough to help me push through. So what's he asking you to do that you need to push through? One final question. No matter what happens in 2019, will you trust God enough to move forward in courageous obedience with him? Are we going to hang on to his truth of who he is? That he's with us all the time. He told Joshua, he gave him specific instructions. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Remember that the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. He's got your back. Hang on to that. It's who he is. Krista's going to come up and lead us in a final song. And um, then we'll have ministry time. All right, so... um what I'd like to do is I'd like to pray for a group of people during this song. Um, and so you know who you are because this concept of obey, obedience and fear, you know, kind of resonated with you already. Uh, could you go back to that slide, the, the question about 2019? So no matter what happens in 2019, will you trust God enough to move forward in courageous obedience with him? And so what I'd like to do is if that question kind of speaks to you and you're like, I don't know, I, I have this thing I'm, I know I'm supposed to be doing or I'm supposed to consider it, but, but fear has kind of kept me from moving forward. I do want to pray with you because um, even though that sometimes um, our fear can keep us from, from obeying, delayed obedience is really disobedience. You know, so no matter what the reason is, if, if you're delaying obeying, I mean, that's just, that's just disobedience. And so if fear is keeping you from moving forward, I want to pray for you because I believe that God can give you strength uh, in the same way. I mean, God understands our fear in the same way you looked at Joshua and said, hey, just be strong, be courageous, uh, don't be afraid. And he kept saying it over and over again. He was giving him the obedience or the, the strength and courage to overcome his fear. So we want to pray for you. So, because uh, I believe that God can help you to overcome your fear, to obey whatever God's asking you to do this next year. Um, so let's all stand.
And if that's you, if you want more courage right now, I want to encourage you to come right up right now and just stand in the front. Is there anyone that you know right now that you need more courage to face whatever is in front of you? Just come on up right now. I mean, that's the first step, right? To face the courage of walking in front of people. Come on up. Yeah, I see. See those faces already that know they're supposed to come up. Just come up here and stand in the front row. And what we're going to do is during the song, uh, we're going to pray over you. Everybody else will be singing over you, and then we will be praying over you. Is, is there anyone else that knows you're supposed to come up? God's put something on your heart, something you're supposed to leave, or something you're supposed to walk into. Does it make sense? I mean, God has put something on you, and you're like, ah, oh, man, I don't know. I don't know how that's going to work out. It's scary for me. Don't be afraid. God has your back. I mean, all these things that's in the scripture. Keep, yeah, just come up. If you know it's you, I would encourage you. Face those fears and let God change your future. Anyone else? Last time we did an invitation like this, I said, you'll know it's you because your heart's beating really loud, really hard. And someone said, oh, now I got to go up, you know, because now I know it's me. So if you're standing there and your heart's beating really loud right now, you probably are supposed to come up. Is there anyone else knows you're supposed to come up? Anyone else? All right, so we're going to do this song. And uh, I want you guys to all gather together, and, and Rose and I will pray over you. All right, so just get in a big circle right here. Thank you for enjoying the message. We hope we helped you know God more intimately. If you feel our ministry is helping you spiritually, feel free to find out more about us at lighthousevineyard.church. Thank you once again for being part of our family, and we'll see you next time.